You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me, gente? It's your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. Today, yep, it's comic books, man. Comic book goodness from an amazing independent creator. Uh, homie got this dope book, you know, that's that's on Kickstarter right now. I enjoy the hell out of it, especially with today's current climate. You know, there's, there's, there's some things going on, some things going on there. But it's a throwback to some OG comic styling, too, which I was really digging. Let me introduce this very talented individual with a very fun book that you guys are going to have to support on Kickstarter. I'm telling you, you guys are going to fall in love. Let me introduce the one, the only, Brandon Ingram. Thank you, man. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you for the intro. That that was a good (laughs) intro. Thank you. Nah, but that's what we do, man, because it's a celebration of creators like you, man, you know, especially when it comes to independent, because I know how hard it is, man, to even step in and... Just have the, the the courage to put yourself out there in the in the way that independent creators do. So kudos on you there. You know, I read I read issue one. I read issue two. Gallows man, yo, that's my joint right there. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Old school styling, panel work, storytelling, and all. But you hit on some narratives and themes that could you know equate to today's stuff, which which I love. You know, so it's not a hard hitting political nothing like that. It's just a yeah. great story. But you know, if you look at it, oh shit, you know, it kind of has some relation, but. Like the old days. I love that. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> thank you. Thank so, you. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. The first origin story. What up? Where, where are you from originally? Where were you raised? And how did you get into this whole kookiness? I mean, of the love of the fandom first. <laughs> so so I, I grew up in South Alabama, but like around high school years, I, I moved to Northwest Florida, which is just basically a branch off of Alabama. That's basically what it is. It's not. It's not like Miami or Orlando. It's it's very different. Okay. And I'm in Orlando, so yeah, I understand. Oh, okay. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know, with Florida, it's like <laughs> three different parts. Like Central Florida is its own thing. South Florida yes. is its own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. like three different states basically. Um, you ain't lying. But but yeah, like uh, I, I basically got into the hobby of collecting comics from my basically go into a yard sale one day with my parents with my mom when i was like seven or eight years old buying a shoebox of comics it was a bunch of 70s and 80s comics some some superman you, some some Batman, you bought a shoebox of comics how much you paid did you pay or your parents did you beg your parents for well, the shoebox? well well i i paid for it i think it was probably like 10 no more than 15 dollars and at that time you're talking like 2004, 2005. Oh, when you could still get them cheap, the old stuff. Yeah, when, when, yeah. For people that didn't know, I get you. The, the thing <laughs> that, like, sucks and is sad about it is, yeah, had I, like, kept them, I, I can't remember specific issues, but there was, like, an issue of Amazing Spider-Man that was in there. And it was, like, a stack of maybe, like, at least 40 comics, probably more. Oh, wow. And that, I remember, like, a few years later, selling all those at a yard sale, basically a dollar each. And then a few years after that, looking up that specific issue of Amazing Spider-Man, and it was worth, in that condition, nearly $100. I was oh. just sick to my stomach just thinking oh, yeah. about that. <laughs> it, you started turning like, no. See, this yeah. is what's crazy about this. Believe you me, 
Brandon, I feel your pain, but I did it for reasons to help my family progress. You know, again, at least yeah, I had yeah. something to fall back on, which is, you know, beautiful about comments. You know, it, it, it's a commodity that people want, right? Yeah. So sometimes when you need the money, hey, you can find the money. But, yeah, do the homework, folks. You know, oh, yeah. give them a break, but don't, but, but, but don't, don't, don't rob yourself either. Yeah, yeah, it, but, but there was that, and then uh, I really got into like buying my own floppies and searching out specific titles in like high school. When I was in high school, that's when I sought out like New Fifty Two Batman and stuff like that. Like, oh well, shit, bro, you made me feel old. You went to high school <laughs> when the New Fifty Two dropped? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, damn, bro. I, I mean, I, I was in New York when the New 52 dropped, but, you know, this, this was a little darker, just a little bit. <laughs> it was more salt than pepper. Now this motherfucker's salt, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, it was one of those things where uh, at that time, I, I didn't buy floppies that much. I bought trades and stuff and okay. got back into buying floppies, like, after high school, but eventually kind of fell back into trades after uh, Future State. Like, Future State <laughs> was good, but, like, I was buying almost all the titles to where, by the end of it, I spent yes. a lot of money on floppies. And I was like, I well, I got to stop this. I got to cut this. See, that's the thing about the industry. I mean, we want to enjoy these stories, right? But these mega events, jeez, dude. I mean, it, yeah. it really does break the pocket of a collector. I mean, you want the whole story, so it's like you're choosing. Like, yo, sh- am I going to eat tonight, or do I need this extra filler issue? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's, it's tough. I would never give up a slice for a comic, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so... Was it easy for you to find the tribe as you were, you know, a, a youngin? Did you find people that connected with you in this culture? Did you have a tribe at all? Or or, or were you just a solo venture for Brandon? It's one of those things where, like, even though um, my high school years were kind of the new 52 years, like, a lot of people still didn't read comics that much, or, or at least, like, uh, peers and stuff like that. It wasn't until, like, I graduated high school and I was in college where I, like, found a few friends that at least read more than one or two titles who have read more than just Watchmen or the Dark Knight Returns, basically. (laughs) Those are great books, but that's usually if someone hasn't read comics, those are the ones they've read kind of. Yeah. Well, and I always tell them, I never tell them to read that. I always tell them to read Punk Rock Jesus. Check out that. That'll blow your mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Because I hate that. Because I want to see this as a movie. I mean, once I read that, I read it on digital the first time, and then I got it on on, on floppy. So I have been floppies there. If Shonji ever comes to town, I need those autographs. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my shit. I fell in love with that story, and I've blown people's mind with it. So that's All right. So. Because at least in my era, New York, uh, we were we we were classified still as the geeks, but at least I had a click, you know, uh, uh, at least a couple of dudes that actually enjoyed it. And I mean, no yeah. girls liked it at the time. They they were like, oh, that, that, ah, well, that's kid stuff. Oh, okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and, and now yeah. we rule the world. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. All the box office or shows, basically. You know what I'm saying? So talk to me then. Uh, here you are, you're a kid, right? You know, you're finding your tribes, you you know, you're in college and stuff. When did you decide that you wanted to start taking creative steps, if you will, you know, and, and start doing your own thing? 
That, it was kind of like uh, maybe a year or two after I graduated high school. Like I was beginning college and stuff, and uh, I, I wrote in middle school and high school, but never thought anything of it. But like uh, I kind of started writing short stories and stuff like that, and then it, it kind of progressed to where I would like do a lot of research on like screenwriting and stuff. And so I got like big into screenwriting as a hobby, like a couple years after high school. I was writing like a short and feature length, like horror scripts. And then eventually it oh, cool. delved into like other genres and stuff. But that was the thing that like sucked me in at first. And then uh, as I was doing screenwriting and submitting to different contests and stuff like that, I, I didn't win most of the contest. I won a couple with, like, short <laughs> hey, you, you try, kiddo. You try. You yeah. submit it. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you took the first step, so kudos on you for that. Yeah, but it was, it was one of those things where I submitted, and ultimately the best part was getting feedback and stuff, like like the okay. like good feedback, because when you send to, like, good uh, 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 contests and stuff, they'll give you great constructive criticism rather than this crap sucks, man. Like, hey, not like some reviewers from some websites, you know. Mine's <laughs> not, my people are constructive because that's something we yeah, yeah. build into them. But I see some websites and say, oh, this just sucks. It's like, you give me no reason. Yeah, just yeah. Like, dislike it, you know. Don't, don't that's do the that. thing is I'm I'm completely okay with someone disliking my stuff, even if, if someone reads The Gallows Man and they dislike it and, and they want to tell me they dislike it. I'm okay with that feedback, just like, Give me a couple reasons so, like, it helps me as a writer. Like, I, I want to try to work on it. If it's you good, want constructive, though. Yeah. Constructive, exactly, exactly. like, you know, why is it bad? Don't, oh, I hate it because I hate it. I hate when people do that. That, that just, that's a valueless opinion. Yeah. And ultimately, if you do that, at least put at the, the end of it a little parentheses, this is just my opinion or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, if you're not going to have the, Hashtag yeah, yeah. IMO, in my opinion. That's it. Yeah. Yours. Okay? Don't be this yeah. way because in my opinion, <laughs> I love this. I mean, I'm going to show you the trailer in a couple of minutes. Don't you worry. We got to look at some covers too because I thought this was fun. Um, so right before we get into it, was this the was this kind of the first story you've done or, or, or talk to me about so, you know, the first creative step for you to yeah, so, do science? So with, like, the Gallows Man getting into how the Gallows Man uh, originated with me writing it, I was writing the horror scripts and stuff, and superhero stuff was big, and, and I was still writing screenplays and stuff. So superhero stuff was still big at the time. It's still big now. But at the time, it was huge. We were building on to Infinity War, and then eventually it gets huge. Um, so I, I wanted to kind of capitalize on that i realized how big superhero stuff was so i was like okay i'll do a superhero story but like how can i make it at least a little unique or different because that's the biggest comic market right now is superhero comics yeah so uh, if, if i'm going to do a superhero story i need to go very different with it at, at least in the modern market make it different mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of how Eventually, I conceptualized The Gallows Man, wrote out a script, uh, basically wrote out a final draft, and then a year later, 
after all these screenplay contests and stuff, uh, as I was making horror comics, like I was making some horror comics with some different artists that I've met through DeviantArt or Facebook or Instagram. And And how did you even find that DeviantArt at all? Was that something, was self-discovery for you to be on the search to to build a team? It it was a little bit of a few things. Um, I went to, it wasn't even a comic convention, but I met... um, Gosh, I hate I can't remember the the guy's name. It's Joe something. He wrote the the Justice series that Alex Ross drew. Okay. Um, but uh, I met him in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, at one point, and we got into talking about comics and stuff and the creative process. And I, I just kind of asked him some questions like that, like uh, how'd you get your start, that sort of stuff. And he gave me Jim some- Kruger. Yeah, that's it, Jim Kruger. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because yeah. I I met Jim too because he's done stuff with uh, um, uh, Impact Theory as well. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I remember like geeking out to him because there were some like smaller comics that he'd done that I like. Like he did one issue of uh, Adventures of Superman where hmm. Superman encounters this Green Lantern who this Green Lantern wants to kill himself because he he. He's kind of responsible for something dealing with Krypton, but he's not able to do it because his ring, his ring is holding him back and stuff. And so he goes after Superman, trying to force Superman into a fight, but Superman, he, he levels it down. He, he brings him back one issue thing, but amazing story. Um, but I was talking with him about stuff and, uh, he just kind of gave me some tips and advice and, it was like a month or two after that, I just went on DV. Like, I, I did research for a month or two after speaking with them about, like, uh, what all I need to do to be a comic writer or, or to reach out to artists or this or that, like, yeah. random little stuff. Try to get as much uh, learning as I could. And then I started reaching out to artists in DeviantArt. That was before I knew about like Facebook groups for that sort of stuff or like going on Instagram and reaching out to artists. Okay. That is the easier option. Honestly, that's the quicker <laughs> option. Okay. Cause with deviant art, I was looking for like specific artists cause it's a horror anthology series that will one day see the light of day. And there were four or five different stories within that different art needed to be. So I was looking for okay. different artists. So I'd, I, I had a vision of what the art style should be like one, who uh, Helen Bolton? I reached out to her. She's the one that did the the art for the Gallows Man. Oh, nice, nice. I reached out to her about wanting a Dr. Seuss esque art style for a horror uh, uh, little comic that I was doing because I saw on her page she had stuff similar to that. I should mention it took me forever to find her page because to find stuff on DeviantArt I would type in like horror art or Dr. Seuss horror, horror art. And I'm just scrolling <laughs> through like posts and pages. Uh, I probably spent dozens of hours on deviant art. Eventually found her. She, she, I hired her for that story. Then I hired her for another like one page horror story. And then eventually uh, hired her for the gallows, man. I, I pitched nice. her the concept. I, I explained different stuff. Gave her the script, all that stuff. Wanted she. That's the thing was I was wanting to see how adaptive she would be because I had 
kind of a vision of what the art style should be. She brings back concepts for me for the gals, man. I'm like, holy crap, yes, like this, this is it. Like this, this, you, what you put on page is better than what I was even thinking. Thank you. <laughs> um, Salute, Helen, we're fine. Nice. Oh yeah, oh yeah. To to where so great. I, I hired her for it, and yeah, she's she's doing a great job on this series. I am digging that, yo. So yeah, now, now that we're talking about it, folks. They're going to step into about the series a lot more and the who's who. But before we do that, I need to tease you with this awesome little video. All right? Check it out, folks. Ready for the epic tales of town city superheroes to continue? Me neither. But this trailer is for the second issue of The Gallows Man. So I guess I must go on. Follow the Gallows Man and his team as they struggle to get closer to the Nazi threat that took the life of the Gallows Man's former mentor. And in his note, go back to issue one. That was some seriously brutal stuff. I mean, geez, Louise, the man's head was squashed like a tomato. Also, it was a flashback. I cannot spoil the past, silly listener. Will the Gallows Man and his team stop the Nazi cult hidden within the town city before it's too late? Find out by backing the second issue of the Gallows Man today over on Kickstarter. A second issue? Now that's surprising. I can't believe they had me reading for this book again. If only I could live out my life by doing voiceover work I yearn for and say things like, Yo, mama so fat when she sits around the house, she sits around the house. Ooh, ooh. England is my city. Beep, boop, boop, bop. Boop, boop, beep. Music peaked with the creation of Ska. Boop, boop, pee, pee. If I could say all of those things, only then would I finally reach Nirvana. That that is hysterical. I love it. I love it. Let's get into it because first of all, that video is fire because if you read the comic, then to hear that version of video is like, oh shit, this is of the era. Oh, this yeah, is so yeah. fire the way it's done. Talk to introduce to the world who is Gallows Man. Give us the tease of the story, not so much because I need people to spend that cheddar because <laughs> folks, the project is live right now on Kickstarter. All right. This is one and two. It's a golden age action dark comedy. And it's true, yo, that, that death was gruesome in that first issue. I was like, damn, homie. He got <laughs> Mike Myers. Yo, that's crazy, son. So so talk to me about who's Gallows, who's who, who's newsboy, who's what's in this whole universe, boy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so, so much fun. So basically like a, a general premise of the the whole mini series itself it's going to be a four issue mini series but whole oh. small premise of it is it's set in the 1940s set in the 1940s in a satirically over the top and campy world of superheroes and you have the gallows man and his team which includes noose boy um as you read it you see there's a uh jamie oakley who is this like billionaire philanthropist he's like the backer of of Gallows Man and his uh, his superheroics, and then he has a a butler named Bertwald who gets them deli sandwiches often. <laughs> um, 
I mean, but, and at that price, hell yeah, I'll be getting a deli sandwich every day. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. But but the gallows man and his team, they have to take out this Nazi threat that has infiltrated their city, uh, not only to save the city, but to also avenge the death of the gallows man's former mentor. And that's that's basically a, a pretty good premise of what this whole series is. And if you're wondering tonally how the series is, you, you got a hint of it with that video. But the best way to describe it is like, Take the 1960s Batman show, the Adam West Batman show, the fun campiness of that, and mix in some Tarantino movie violence, and you get the gallows man, basically. Woo! Wow! Folks, if that ain't convince you, I don't know what will right now, because that sounds fire to me. Because I know that there's some dope covers you got, right? So I want to start showing them off, too, because the main cover, for at least issue one, right? look at that, yo. Fire, kiddo. How was it for you when you got this baby in your hands the very first time? I mean, just just like getting the art back, like through uh, uh, email and stuff with with Thomas. I was like, holy crap! Like this is for real. And then, like what you're uh, saying, actually getting those physical copies and holding it, it was it's surreal. It is one of the most yeah. surreal things like, ever. Oh my god, this is real. Yeah. Look. I'm- I have my own floppy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's no longer like a hundred because because if if you uh, count all four issues as as a script, it's like almost 120 pages of script. It's like it's no longer 120 Whoa. pages stapled together. It's actual art and stuff, and you can see it. You can hold it. Wait oh, a yeah. minute. Hey, look at you teasing. Put that book up. Oh Let me yeah. See how yeah. it looks. I've actually you got know. both and, and of them. Hands. Yeah, I've got oh, them in, oh, uh, in boards and bags right can now. I get, can I? Let me see the thickness of it because people also got to oh, understand. Yeah, this is yeah. not no twenty-four pages. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not no twenty-two pages. This is a a nice thick one. You know? Yo, yeah. Feel me? It, hey. it's, something, it's something to keep in mind with this is you get a lot of bang for your buck because it's it's. Oh yeah, look! It looks like an old school prestige format size. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, and, like, and the paper the quality is nice really books? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take yeah, it. Yeah, like um, just interior pages. Like this is issue one. These are issue. Can issue you tease one. a page from the inside so we can yeah, yeah. look at well, how beautiful that paper yeah. is or what? And this is a traditional size comic book, correct? Oh yeah, traditional size. Okay. It's the uh, the. Yeah, look how uh, gorgeous, folks! Look at that. Yeah, and I see a lot of hints to things. So I was like, "Who is this?" When you gave me the names, yeah, it was great. Yeah, but, but it is fine. I love that because the uh, newsboy, yeah, just like it sounds, yo. Oh my god, <laughs> like, and this is, and uh, I know at least with the second issue, you kind of have the story in the end. Is it like, okay, wow, this kid is like into this a little bit yeah. too much. Yeah, so I don't it, know, it, man. <laughs> Am I right to kind of foresee a negative future? Because he enjoys this shit too much. <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's possible right. you you could because there is definitely. Uh, influence of Batman and Robin there with Gallows Man and Newsboy. You could he he might not, but you could I, one day. I hope he doesn't, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't want could, it to be a fucking a red hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say you could one day see it a red hood, but likely not with with this type of okay. world. Oh, thank goodness. See, because I mean yeah. He, yeah, we need him on our side the way he handled business with shorty. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that's a dangerous kid, son. 
So, are any of these characters influenced by anyone in your life, movies, or anything? I mean, where did you capture the influences? What type of mindset as a creator did you put yourself into to even put this awesomeness together? Uh, like, to get the general story before I, I even uh, thought about Gallows Man, the character, I was, again, trying to think of something kind of unique uh, and Ultimately, that concept that I pitched at the end, the tonal concept, that was the first thing that came to mind before any story came to mind. The concept of take 1960s uh, Batman, Adam West Batman, but instead of, because in that show, they'll go to punch, but you don't see the contact of the punch or the kick. It it shows bam, uh, uh, wham. It, It has that show up before you actually see contact of any uh any of that stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, what if you incorporate that but you do also see this gruesome violence that happens because of that. And so from there that's what then sparked like thinking of this series. And the Gallows Man himself is inspired by multiple different things like uh his relationship with like newsboy and different stuff. There's Batman influences there. There's a lot of Golden Age and Silver Age influence into the Gallows Man, especially like uh, kind of the the fun and campiness of it here and there. Uh, And then like uh, there's multiple Golden Age characters, but there's a Golden Age character that had like a six-issue series named Hangman. There's influences from that just just because – the idea of this literal, a actual comic character back in the day called Hangman, it, it just blew my mind because I was thinking about imagining little five or six year old gets this comic, and, or or, <laughs> All right. he, or or he looks up to him the same way that like a kid looks up to Spider Man. They're like, oh, mommy, like I love Hangman, this guy who like murders the bad guys. Right? He, he he murders them. He hangs them like yo, in, in the most brutal way possible. Isn't that justice? I'm like, oh my god, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on, kiddo. Hold on. <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I, I was I, I was uh, collecting the revamp on, on the hangman, and it was really sick yeah, yeah. stuff, man. Which I really dug, though. Adult Archie, if you will. So thank you for giving yeah, us that. Yeah. Dark Circle at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you digging, bro? I, I like that you kind of uh, were doing stuff like that. Uh, it's great for you to look upon those and to do what you do. Because, again, to get, be influenced by people of the past and, you know, because you are the future, it's great that, you know, you get inspired that way. So, so you said it's going to be a force series. What, what's up with this baby? Because, actually, let me show up the other cover for, for number one, the variant. Oh, look. Whoa. Is that who I think it is? That looks so Scotty Youngish. So, so that's the thing. That is, uh, I follow this guy. His name's Rick Alves. He's on uh, Instagram. Uh, I followed him mostly because I saw how great his his art was, and he had a lot of Scotty Young influence to it. Yeah, I and mean, look, look at look at him right there. Oh, that yeah. was man himself is like, yo, what the f, yo, that. that yeah. I need this as an action figure right there. That looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one of those things where, like, uh, eventually I was like, I want a variant cover for this, but I want it, it to like, be different. Like, if I'm going to do variant cover, I want both covers to look like very different art styles yeah, and stuff. of course. So I reached out to him. I, I hired him for it, and it was like, holy crap. Like, I pitched him the idea. Like, uh, I 
a, a detailed email, but essentially it was like they're all on this hill and they're like they're looking down or gazing down. And then whenever he sent this, I was like, holy crap. Yes. Yes. Like this is awesome. Yeah. The guy. Good job, homie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rick is, is amazing. Shout out to Big Rick. All right. So now, you know, number two, you know, which is part of this awesome Kickstarter, right? Look at this cover. Now, this is so sick. I really love this because I, I love the usage of the black and white with those bright reds. I mean, it, it it's just gorgeous when you see and that, this. Look originally, that. originally, this cover idea was a concept for the first issue. Like like Thomas, oh, there we go. Thomas, right. he was the one that did both of these covers. He did that one and the one you just had, uh, and that Sick cover artist. you had. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. That cover you had was originally a concept for this one, but we wound up going okay. with this idea. But I love that idea so much. I was like, do that, where where you have Newsboy yeah, and Gallows yeah, Man. They're yeah. smiling. They're like, yeah, and they're noosing this, this guy. Yeah, yeah. This homie's eyes, like, popping out of his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's got what teeth coming hell, out of his head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, they're uh, smiling at the most brutal murder ever. Yeah. And, yeah and, I'm it, killing this mother. <laughs> and, and just with that that cover, it, it shows a lot of what that the series is. It, it's these superheroes who like are basically like desensitized to violence. Ultimately, the whole world of Gallows Man is desensitized. They're essentially anti-heroes. They just gonna do what they do because a hero Honestly, doesn't yeah. kill. You know what? <laughs> this is why I enjoy Gallows Man because at the end of the day, that's what you do to eliminate the problem. You get rid of it. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, oh man, dude, bro. And Rick is back with it, yeah. Yo, how is Rick not doing major league shit right now? I I have no idea. Because this, to me, out of all four covers, I love every single cover. This one blows me away because I I pitched him the idea and it was hard to pitch it. Like, I was like, I want Gallows Man to like lay like he's like a, a girl laying on a bed where she's got her hand like this and her feet are kicked up and stuff. I was like, I want that. But he's laying on a guillotine. You have Newsboy smiling as he's holding the rope. And I, I pitched the idea. I never thought it would look as good as it does here. The guy, both of them, both Thomas and Rick, know what they're doing. Yeah, they're monsters. They're monsters. Yeah. They're, they're, and they obviously are in tune with your vision. That means oh, yeah. that they actually believe in the vision. Because to see that symbiotic connection, that they completely understand you, and not just understand you, but supersede what you even thought oh, yeah. was possible. I mean, yo, salute to people like that, yo. The, yeah. very, yo Helen, bro, Thomas, Rick, all three of them are amazing at doing that. Of like somehow getting it exactly how I think, but like you're saying, surpassing what I was saying. Because I'm like, holy crap, this looks way better than what I thought. Dude, man, I mean, you are on, like, the, the illest track right now, I think. So, uh, hold on. I wanted to get into the project, too, right? Because, you know, that's the link, folks, right? Let me go check this out. Cause I, let's peruse the awesomeness of what you're going to get when you support this baby right here. And I should have had it up, and I'm sorry I didn't. I normally have that, that baby up early. So, let me just do it right now. Right, 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 right. It's not. Oh, here we go, right? No, it's not. Oops, I used the wrong one. I'm sorry. God. Don't you love technology, folks? This is what happens. 
It is what happens. The wrong thing shows up, and believe you me, you don't want to see what I pull up on screen. Right, perfect. All right, so here we go, folks. Check it out. Let's look at the campaign in Peru's, and, and just kind of have a little discussion on, you know, how you learn to to create all these different options. So right now, I mean, you you have a low goal too. That's kind of kind of kind of wow. Ultimately, the about reason that. I. Yeah, ultimately the reason I have a a low goal is, uh, like, my in-head goal is, like, I'd like to see it get up to $1,000, like, the first uh, uh, Kickstarter. But it's it's one of those things where, like, I just want to be able to print this and get this into people's hands. So, like, I know it can reach $1,000, but for those that back it, I don't want to have to, like, risk that for them. Because ultimately, if it fails, like... I don't get yeah. the funds and I can't I can't then print it and get it to people. So I'm anyone that's backing, that's why it is low, just so I can get this to you. Because that that's also why it's low is it's it's printing for the books and, and the the uh promotional materials and stuff like that. Because I through like my savings over the year, I paid the artists and stuff like that. I have no problem with that. I just yeah, want you, people to that's a real creative, folks. Self dipping dip into his own pocket and make sure that this happens. I mean, and look at it. This is low goal. We got twenty nine days to go, folks. Only ten backers, but with those ten backers, you've already uh, almost at half the goal. Yeah, fire. So congrats on that. Now let's talk about it, yo. Again, I mean, look at the covers I showed you. Let's talk about the rewards and the pledges. I mean, right yeah, now yeah. you got, you know, you, you start as low as a buck, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there's a tier for everyone. There, like, times are tough right now. I I understand that. Like, you got a budget big time nowadays with gas up as well as, like, groceries and stuff up. I paid almost $100 for three bags of groceries the other day. Yeah, like, bro, I hear I, you, bro. I and you're did. like, what the hell did I buy? It's mostly shit that I'm not going <laughs> to eat. Exactly, exactly. So, so there's there's a tier for anyone's budget. Like any little bit helps. You see this from a dollar to five to eight to ten. I mean, I would do the ten dollars. You get physical or PDF, some thank yous. You know, right there on the socials for eleven bucks too. You know what I mean? Twenty five, you get in them bad boys signed. Fire twenty six, you get a nice bundle that includes number one, cover A. But you want all the covers. You know, I think you should do uh, this one right here, 40 Beans right here. That's beautiful. You want to do more? Do more. Hey, I like this one. I love when you guys, as indie creators, do the retailer bundles. So where did you you pull the idea for the retailer bundle? Or is this something that kind of shows up as part of the Kickstarter template? Uh, None of this shows up. So it's it's mostly like for the, the... tiers that you want to do you either come up with it or you do research on a bunch of other kickstarter uh, campaigns and stuff and and kind of see what uh uh, the average kickstarter average comic kickstarter does and retailer ones surprisingly aren't as like there aren't as many and i I think that is something that should be on more uh yes i agree because you got to give a shop a chance to because yeah. again, yo, you're trying to get in shops, and I mean, oh, yeah. you, you, honest to God, we're talking about you getting as a retailer 
10 signed copies cover A and B of number two for 45 or more. Holy sh! And and if you if you haven't uh, if your shop wow. never even picked up issue one, the next one has I like a bundle that. for both Look issues one and and two. How dope is that? And what's so so okay? So so they could do the math here. What what's your your price point on this? You know, and, and how much profit are they going to be able to make on the baby? Do you have that those numbers? Because I want so, retailers so, to jump on this. So ultimately, the retailers, I I don't put like a price on the books, like like uh like slap a price on the books yeah. and and have it printed with the price. Retailers, uh, whatever you're willing to sell it for don't go crazy expensive but i do understand you need to make a profit but ultimately i set it at this price to where uh i'm not making a profit off a retailer doing this but i'm also not really losing anything so this is just so i can get it into uh, a shop or, or someone's yeah. shop. Basically. Get it on the shelf, man. That's yeah. what we're talking about. I mean, and, and then let's take that little preview right here. Look at the art. Love it. The coloring, the lettering. I love the lettering placement because something that when I spoke with Janice Chang, she mentioned like, look at, always look at lettering placement. Very important. And I dig it because and, it does uh, push through the art. Yeah. And Helen, so she's like a, Whatever, instead of quadruple, is it like quadruple, the the five one? She's yeah. that threat because she does not just like inks or pen, inks or pencils. She does all the art. She does coloring. She does what? the lettering. Yeah, yeah. What? All of the art you see, that's Helen right there. That's uh, all as well as the lettering. So, yeah. Wow. And, and, and even to Ooh, the point Helen. where she'll do like some promotional material. Like there's going to be, there's bookmarks for the, the campaign and stuff. Hey, he does some of that stuff it. here and there. I mean, look, what do you think, folks? Look at this. Nice art, beautiful art, great coloring, lettering. And, again, once you read through the story, then you're going to definitely understand. Here's the whole team at Brent. There goes Helen right there. Shout. You know, there goes Big Thomas. Rick right there. I, I don't know where he's at. That He has these huge headphones. But. <laughs> <laughs> he must be in a very noisy place. Shut up, guys. You found a draw. Um, what else? you got level ones, level twos, level threes, level fours. You got stretch goals, bro. Yeah, talk and, about and them those... stretch goals, man. What's oh, raw? What's that? That raw horror? Yo, that image looks sick. Yeah, that's that's one of the uh, the Whoa. horror comics I did before working on the Gallows, man. That hey, and look. then like a few more will be in uh, my horror anthology series when that comes out hey, in the future. Hey. You you've mentioned horror more than once on, on this podcast. I need to know, brother. What what is your number one horror film of all time, or at least okay, a mo- okay, okay. Let me be fair then, because I asked okay. this to someone else, and they were like, "That's so hard." Okay, okay. <laughs> what would you say are among 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 your, my favorites? Among your among okay. your favorites that that you would tell people you gotta see this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, you hear it from everyone. I'm not going to talk about it too much because everyone has talked about it by now. The thing, like John Carpenter's uh, a thing. It's, it's up there I grew for up me. On that shit, yeah. 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 The <laughs> thing, uh, even, even that fucking that, like, dog spider. <laughs> that shit fucked me up as a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Is that even a real thing? As a kid, I was like, like, oh, my God, I want a dog like spider. Like, watching it now, even though it came out in 82, like 40 years ago, this year, 40 years ago, 
still holds up. Uh, All the effects and everything. Yes. Like, it's beautiful. Yo, brother, but, you uh, would think, even think, even what was it, Keith David, the voice of Spawn was even in that damn movie. Yeah. Whoa, right? It's wild. 20 years ago. Wow. But, right. like, stuff like that, uh, if you're talking more modern sense, like The Descent, the one where it's the girls that go cave diving, I really oh, like yeah, yeah, that bro. one. Yeah, that one uh, freaked me out because that was that scene. Remember when she fell into the pool water, or she thought, and then the, the oh, demon yeah. came and just pooped. I'm like, oh my god, that's their sewer. <laughs> I, was, I started throwing up almost right there. Like, nasty. And, and that one has like so many different types of horror, as well as like some horror that I don't see in any horror, any other horror movies, like like claustrophobia and stuff like that. That is the one horror movie that truly can. Even if you're not claustrophobic, make you feel claustrophobic. Yeah, I'm not claustrophobic, but the moment you said that's so why I had to spare my arms. Yeah, I got room. I got room. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I mean, I could be oh, in yeah. an elevator and not feel anything, but that movie is true. It made me feel like, yo, I got to stretch or some shit because this is oh, not yeah. making me feel comfortable right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great movie, bro. Oh, man, you yeah. sick-minded man. How, what do you <laughs> think about Peter Jackson's Brain Dead? Because I remember when I showed that to my little brothers at the time, they were so grossed out. <laughs> I've seen a ton of, like, videos and video essays on it. I still have not seen it. I oh want to, God, I want to for? see it. I Please need sit to. down. Please sit down and watch this movie. You are going to be so freaked out. And I and then I cannot imagine what Gallows Man number three would look like after you see that movie. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> basically, basically what, like, sold me on Brain Dead was seeing the, the lawnmower thing where he has oh. the lawnmower and is just, like, pushing through. That, that basically seen, sold me. Yeah, when that movie came out, that was early on in my relationship with wifey, just boyfriend, girlfriend. And I was like, have you ever seen this movie? They're like, what are you talking about? I put on a whole family to them. They're like, yo, you a sick motherfucker. But next thing you know, they, they love the movie. Like, yo, yo, can you get oh, more yeah. crazy stuff like that? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I but love I mean, this like, stuff, kiddo. That's dope. There, there's a ton I love. Like, like uh, even looking nowadays at both, like, the indie horror and, like, the indie B-movie horror. Like, I like uh, the, the stuff that, like, Ari Aster is doing. I like the stuff that uh, – I forgot the guy who did The Witch. Like, all the stuff he's been doing. Yeah, um, Jordan Pill's stuff, all of his stuff is great. Yeah, and we then, got a new uh, one coming through from him. Homie oh, don't yeah. stop, man. Nope. Oh, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to Nope, yeah. Okay. And then, like, okay. I, I even also like the, the more campy, fun, uh, B-movie horror stuff, like Psycho Goreman that came out recently. Oh, wasn't Psycho that Gorman fire? Movie. Yeah. It's it really I mean, good. I enjoyed that one, too. It, it, it's sick, and the concept, but cool, and it's fun. Again, uh, as an 80s kid, I used to go to my video store, and I had the lady holding horror movies for me when they were new, because I would go there right after school, you know. But, but I mean, after school, I'd run to dad, but dad would get out early. You know, dad, it's time. It's it's that day. They got the new movies, you know. Let me get 10 bucks, and yeah, I promise yeah. you, I'll bring you three movies you're going to love. I promise. He goes, Okay. <laughs> Did I would you always, bring him movies you love? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, okay. I did, I did. You know, but then it's funny how he even enjoyed the horror shit I brought in because even though it was meant for me, he would stay there watching it. Then he would just chuckle. I'm like, "What's wrong?" He goes, "This is so stupid." But then at the end of the day, he's telling his friends about it. I'm like, "All right, it was stupid, <laughs> right? Get out of here." <laughs> uh, that's perfect. Love it. So, bro, oh, what's up, man? Are you going to do any cons this year? Because I would love to be able to have the opportunity to meet you in person or even yeah, a fan. Yeah. So that way they could pick up a signed copy of The Gallows, man. What's popping? Yeah, Where are you going to yeah. be? Anywhere this year? So, 
so with 2022, that's the thing that sucks about living in Northwest Florida. There's like Pensacon, which is like Pensacola, Florida's big yeah. comic convention. Then after that, you got to like go to like New Orleans, which is like four hours away. You, you got to like, you got to more up travel. north than I am. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Where you are is like perfect for cons. Like, yeah, because I got Megacon coming up in two weeks, and then I got um, Tampa will be popping up. You yeah. Know? And then I got family in Tampa, I mean, in West Palm, which is only, you know, much closer to Miami. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I went to do Miami Con this year. I haven't done a Northern Florida Con, which, but I still want to experience that, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. And, and that's the thing is, like, there's no cons in 2022 that I'm going to be doing, but there's a few that I want to try to do in 2023, like early 2023. I want to do Pensacon. That that's like near me. It's not my hometown, but it's like 40 minutes away, basically. I want to do 20 uh, minutes of Florida is close. Fan Expo, uh, New Orleans. Like Fan Expo is doing a thing in New Orleans. I want to do that. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama has a couple I want to do, Um, and. This is the dream one for for where we live. It's the dream one. I'm not ex, I'm not expecting this to happen, but I'm at least going to turn in my application. If I got into MegaCon 2023, that'd be cool. But get it we'll, done, we'll bro. Yeah, if, if, hopefully, maybe I could help because you know my family. You know, Geek Festival first shout out. You know, we share a booth. We do giveaways. I mean, we're always looking for for people to, to participate. So hey, you never know. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about oh. that during the year, kiddo. So, you know, I would love to have a creator for a day at the booth, you know what I mean? You know, you have opportunity to study your wares and get met. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, well-deserved. So, flowers time, bro. Before we go, I just want to say thank you, my brother, Brandon. Thank you, man. Because, you know, here you are being brave and bold, putting your stuff out there and having fun with it, bringing back that OG feel to comic books, you know, making them fun. Uh, You know, yeah. even though it has a whole bunch of crazy stuff going on, it's like you can read this. And not find crazy social narratives in it. It's just yeah. a nice getaway. So thank you for creating something that actually allows me to escape and have some thank fun. Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, that really rocks. And I wish you a success for you. Folks, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it on screen one more time. Look how close he is, folks, all right? I mean, he got 29 days to go. I know this is going to happen. But right now, folks, I'm sharing it on screen, right? You got, he got 238 right now. You know, it's a final lot of gold. 29 days to go. Yo, the link is right there, and it's also in the show notes. So go to Kickstarter, look up this May Comics, The Gallows Man Issues 1 and 2. It's Golden Age Action Dark Comedy, which I know you guys are going to love, you know. And it's a nice continuing story. Believe you me, as you read 1 and you get into 2, and 2 reflects immediately on what transpired in 1 really quickly, and then just moves on. Thank you for doing that as well, because I hate when a story, even though... We already read issue one. They want to be stuck. Oh, this is what happened issue one. And they go like almost fucking five pages deep. But like, come on, yeah, yo. Yeah. I know what happened. Give me a stupid synopsis on the side instead. Exactly. And give me some fresh story. Or at least what you did. You went that first page, just said bop, 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 and then move on. Yeah, you, you had, uh, it was, it was Gallows Man or Newsboy just said like one small yeah. word bubble and that about was like where they've been basically. Yeah. And done. And thank you for that because again, it allowed me just to immediately dive in. The, to the continuation as opposed to having, okay, I got to read back. I don't want to read yeah, back. I yeah. just finished it. So great stuff. But, I mean, folks, please support this. Support indie. 
I mean, this is the future of comic books. You understand me? People like Brandon, you know, Disney Comics. Is Disney your baby? Uh, yeah, basically. Like, like the the why Disney? The, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the horror anthology series I was talking about earlier. One day it'll it'll come about. But uh, right after this, I, or two you say. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I it took me like a few hours to think of a a title for a horror anthology, but eventually. I nailed down Disney Avenue. So it took me hours mm. to come up with that. And then I just pulled a DC Comics with Detective Comics, and I just took my first comic, Disney <laughs> Avenue, and then just was like, uh, Disney Comics. There we go. Yeah. There's my publishing line, Disney Comics. There you go. I dig it. But, you know, even that, you know, entrepreneurial steps, so salute to you on that. Shark tanking comics right here, brother. Let's do it. Let's do it. Keep doing it. You know, I can't wait. So last question. Yeah. If this could be anything in an alternate media form, what would you like this to be? Cartoon, live action, a, t- a live action TV series, live action animated series, you know, or like animated movie. I mean, what would you like this to be if you had an option? Let's the, speak the it onto the world. Let's make it happen. Yeah. The the second option would be like a a a short animated series like like cartoon mm. series that that'd be the second option the number one for me is ultimately because when i originally wrote the script this is what i had in mind it'd be uh, a live action like b movie superhero movie like 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 i don't want the budget to be more than like one or two million dollars like they're, <laughs> gotcha. they're, i basically because someone asked me uh less than a year ago like uh who would I want to direct a Gallows Man movie or who would I want to make a Gallows Man movie? And I I just, I, there's two people I have in mind. It might sound weird, but I got the horror background and I think they could, they, they could easily make this better than I think. Either Robert Rodriguez, uh, uh, Mostly because of like planet terror and stuff that's going on. And I spoke to Robert, man. Yeah, I know. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez or I, I, Forget the the guy's name, but the guy that made Psycho Gorman. Okay. Like, uh, I, I feel like either of them could like surpass whatever I could think with that. <laughs> like, movie. here's the script. Just get her done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's Brandon being real right there. Like, yo, just, yo, if you guys could make this even better, let's get her done. Uh, that's oh yeah, cool that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, you, you're the one that began the check, so hey. <laughs> no, let's make it happen. Speak it out to the world. It's going to be a yeah. movie, and it's going to be filmed by one of those two people. Robert, you all know this. We spoke before. Listen to homie. Check out the book. I think you may love it and have some fun with it. All right? But, again, folks, you know, Brandon, thank you for your time. I want to, again, folks, please visit Kickstarter, Projects, Disney Comics, The Gallows, G-A-L-L-O-W-S, man. It's issues one and two right now. 29 days to go. So, you know, and again, so many tears, show the love, yo, especially if you have independent comics. But please follow Brandon at Dismay Comics, D-I-S-M-A-Y Comics, on Instagram and Facebook. You'll be kept up to date on everything on the project. I mean, he does his business, yo. My homie's killing it. Brandon, again, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you for telling me all about Gallows. I love the comic book Crusaders. Trust me on this one. This is Crusaders approved. It's some dope stuff. So... With that, I'm Al Mega with the amazing Brandon Ingram. Hasta la próxima. Wepa!
Thank you for listening to the Comment Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 